Welcome to another episode of Bringing Down the Grindhouse, a podcast where we discuss horror and media. And tonight, it's John's birthday! And uh, get ready for Space Conan. <laughs> that's actually not a, ba- that's not a bad comparison. As we delve into yeah. the Chronicles of Riddick. I fucking love this movie. I'm Mitch. I'm Mer. I'm Justine. And I'm Jonathan. And this is my choice <laughs> for yeah, the yeah. special episode of the birthday episode because I've seen it, I don't know, like 50 times or something like that. Probably more, actually, because I used to watch it like nonstop when I was a kid Just over and over again. So much that I know a lot of the lines in the movie. I think I sent Mer like four of the lines <laughs> in the movie. I'm like, no, you don't understand. There's way too many good one-liners in this movie. And I, I watched, and I was like, oh, all, yeah, every single one was a hit. <laughs> every one of them. Every They do, like, nonstop, back-to-back one-liners, and you're like, this is great. I love well, I love the one-liners oh that Vin Diesel God. goes down. You know, Vin, Vin Diesel's in, like, the same crowd as, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. And, like, other action stars where we just love watching them do things. God, have you seen the just Triple X movie them. with him in it? Uh, yes, Triple long X. time ago, yeah. He's, he's Xander Cage. In the movies Triple X, and he's he's essentially a cool guy, but not in the way he is in Chronicles of Riddick. He's just a really cool like sports guy, like adrenaline junkie. So he knows how to use like every single thing. All all people want to see with Vin Diesel is they want to watch him put his big fucking forearm (laughs) up on the (laughs) car and drive it because Uh, we just love to watch him do things. Besides, like the first Fast and Furious movie, this is probably the buffest you'll ever see him in a movie. Uh, when I mentioned this movie, no, to actually, my... correction: the buffest he's ever been was when he was Groot. <laughs> I oh. mean, <laughs> sure. he's pretty buff. He, he's tough. Yeah. That was he's rock hard. Fuck, I always forget that. That's he's wood hard. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, I think the best thing about me mentioning this to a coworker, I was like, "Oh yeah, we're doing the Chronicles of Riddick this week," and they're just like, "Who stars in that?" I'm like, "Oh, Vin Diesel." They're like, "Oh yeah." Remember Vin Diesel? <laughs> I was like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> you remember Vin Diesel? Fuck, that hurts. That hurts my soul. I mean, the last time before this that I saw Vin Diesel do anything, it was an interview where he played D&D. Yeah. And he was like, I just fucking cut it. He is actually a cool-ass yeah. dude. He's he, a big fucking well, nerd. He's a huge yeah. nerd. It's fucking hilarious, but him and Carl Urban and like Carl the, Urban's great. The two other like uh, women actresses, like the Carl Urban's wife and like the ethereal like fairy godmother you mean m character. from 007 <laughs> that's all i can well, see her as in between takes they play D together oh that's great I love that. holy yeah. shit i didn't know that and uh i think the funniest shit to me was uh the chick who plays like the ethereal fairy she in her biography she said that she never really understood what the movie was was like what was going <laughs> like, on I just the thought movie. this was kind of dope she just knew that she really liked the sets yeah. um uh actually she's an air elemental there you go. So yeah. in D and D world, she'd be a Ganassi. You're thinking of Judy Dench. <laughs> oh yeah, Judy, Judy Dench. Dench is the older lady. Which is <laughs> wasn't she in like Golden Girls or she something? She was in a lot of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> she'd been around. My other favorite part is that uh, Vin Diesel wanted her to play Arion, and he went to great lengths to get her. And <laughs> he was a longtime fan, so he like would send bouquets of flowers to her dressing room. Yes, and also advised the director that he would not let anyone else be cast in this movie until they get her into the role. Fuck yeah. So like, Bro. is Vin Diesel a real world knight? Yes. He's <laughs> yeah. Yes, knight. he's actually a dope dude. The The other woman you're thinking of, uh, her in the movie, her name is Dame Vaco, and her real name is Thandaway Newton. She's yeah. also Maeve in uh, the Westworld series that oh, we were, was on she's HBO. She's amazing. I love that she always plays like the super bitchy empowered characters. <laughs> she's so power hungry in this one. I love it. Power hungry. Yes. 
she beefs it up. I, I enjoy yeah. how much she is like really conspiring with her husband to take over and she's like basically calling him a pussy at one point where she's like fucking do it just do it <laughs> like, and then he's like i don't know man she's like literally i will blow you on this throne you better fucking do it and he's like yeah i'm down <laughs> judy dench also has a discography what she has Jeez. music i didn't know Wait, this what, yeah, what genre holy no, shit yeah I don't, I don't know what it's genre. like death metal <laughs> no no it's I like know. it's like it's like for for like for there's like some Shakespeare recordings of her doing stuff. Oh. There's stuff for Midsummer's Nights. Dream. Oh, I could easily see oh, her I being a theater yeah. actor. Um, yeah, she Great. does some like soundtrack work Ooh, also. It looks like so she's not just an actor. She also does some music. Yeah. stuff. Ayo, yes, Ju- we love a versatile queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Judy Day noise set two a.m. Yo, I'm down. It's the Dench. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but that sounds dope as fuck. Yeah. What, what the hell? Bro, you got to make a band and call it The Dench now. Oh, yeah, fuck. Please do it. Now entering The Dench. Oh, Are you ready for this? <laughs> this is great. This fucking movie is amazing. So much yeah. fun. Hilarious. So much fun. It's cheesy, cheesy, but very I fucking cheesy. love it. Uh, the whole movie is basically like, look at how fucking cool. Vin Diesel is. Look how cool he is. Riddick what, is the coolest. Remember what I was saying? We just like to watch Vin Diesel yes, do stuff. Exactly. Whether it's go pick up a thing or shove a coffee oh cup God, into someone's dude. chest. I wonder that, how many times. That's my favorite kill. Oh, movie. It's tea, actually. What? Yeah, it's a teacup. <laughs> Get it together. He gets tea, no coffee. No, that's him. his line back to the guy. He's yeah, like, it's tea, the dude actually. He was like, what are you going to do with that <laughs> soup cup? And he was like, I'm going to kill you with I'm going to kill you with my teacup. Then places the little dinky thing on the there and they're like nope we're not doing this nope, nope. like the dude <laughs> the with the key next. yeah yeah that was great there's just so there's so much stuff in here uh <laughs> I, I i think the whole concept like the it's an original concept this dude really built a whole world and an idea around the the necromongers which is great because they're like trying to assimilate or kill anyone in the universe Oh I mean, this my is gosh. like I mean this this movie comes right after Pitch Black too. Yes. Yeah, in, this is a sequel like the, technically. <laughs> yeah, technically it is the sequel. And in Pitch Black, like Riddick's character is very mysterious. Yeah. Like who he's just kind of like on the ship with them. I think he's a prisoner. Yeah, he's a prisoner too. getting transported and then yeah. he breaks out and helps them escape. So, so this movie really gets into the the nitty gritty as to like why is he sought after? Why are people after this man in the first place? Because they've already been, and then he helps the crew, of course, in Pitch Black. <laughs> but yeah. It's great. We also have to mention Nick Chunlin as Tombs, who's just the grimiest <laughs> motherfucker you've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> Should have oh, took the, the money, with Tombs. The, with the scraggly beard. Yes. I love the intro with him where he's like, what is this? A four-man crew for me? Fucking insulting. He's so mad. <laughs> Wait, can we talk about the ship he rolls up in? Because this just makes no damn sense. They yes. have enough technology to make like a really nice spaceship, you know. But they still have two dudes hanging off the side of the ship yes. on the wings. Shooting. Some little like in some ice world bungee bungee things i don't get it why don't you just attach a bungee net cannon into your fucking spaceship you have the technology to do this i love the clunkiness of their guns it's like it's like box guns like you see this shit in like 40k orc shit like (laughs) it's just so heavy and big i'm like why are there guns they like make laser noises they also make real gun noises the the necromongers carry like melee weapons they don't even fucking carry guns all the time and their guns only push people yeah they also had that big spear thing that goes boom and like crystallizes Yo, everybody that thing's fucked that's great yeah. that was like a suicide run like for that group where Basically. they run in and he just like t- turns that thing and it comes back down and even riddick was like hold on we gotta wait for this shit to come back down it's gonna blow up and kill everyone let's wait lots yeah. of lots oh. of cool lines from the lord marshall too who's just 
fucking he's the one of those old dudes where you're like oh he ain't shit and then he beats the fuck out of someone you're like oh oh he's he's the lord marshal for a reason i love that the this i i I talked about it when we discussed murr's birthday episode on titan ae but this movie also relies heavily on betrayal yeah oh definitely (laughs) well when you create a fucking a community where you get to keep what you kill they're all thinking about killing the lord marshal they just couldn't do it that's why she even says, hold on, let's see if he gets injured later on. And then yeah. that's when they try to like do it. Like, everyone there is like, I want that. Problem. He even tries to sneak up on him. Like, he walks up behind him, and he, like, does his weird spirit turn, and, like, his head turns around. And you're like, oh, shit. So, he, so he's like, I, like, snuck up to him. The moment in their room is pretty funny, too. I was like, there's a lot of sexual tension in you this know, movie. You know, I like any movie that has Keith David in it. <laughs> he play, he plays a minor Carl role. Urban? <laughs> no, Keith... Keith, Keith David. I know. I'm just fucking. You mean Keith, Keith Urban? Who's Carl Urban? <laughs> yeah, Keith Urban. Carl Urban is the guy in the movie. Like, oh, legit. Yeah. Uh, Keith, okay. Keith Urban well, is the country music singer. Yeah. Uh, Keith, Keith David. Did you say that earlier when we were watching yes. the movie? Like, is that Keith Urban? Yeah. Uh, uh, Keith David. He, he As Imam. Yeah, yeah. He was, was he in the last movie? Yeah, he was in the okay. Pitch Black movie. So he was probably just like, you need to kill my character off. I ain't doing more of these. I know. He really did not want to or like was not wanting to be in it, but it kind of sucks. And, but it, I mean, it was a moment where he's like, you killed one of my best friends. Time yeah. to kill all of you. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, uh, we've talked about Keith David before. They were in They Live as well yes. as The Thing. And it was just kind of cool to see him. I was just like, any movie with Keith David. He's in got good. the best voice. Yeah. That's the thing. If you ever hear like voice acting from Keith yeah, David, it's, it's fucking it's fire. definitely him. He's like sixty five, I think. Let me see. Yeah, he's sixty five. He's also a graduate from the Juilliard School. Okay, but seeing Carl Urban <laughs> with spiky spiky oh my hair, God, dude, his, oh. his his fucking hairdo is legit. I would do that shit to my hair, honestly. Not gonna lie, the fucking undercut to like a mullet braid combo that he had going on there. Holy shit! It's really like uh, I don't I don't know what. What other movies do that? Oh, like the Viking movies. Yeah, they, they, they always have some hairstyle style, like that. I know he was in like, like the that. Thor movies and he's in the boys. He was, yep. Yeah, exactly. He, he looks was also, more, he looks more like Max Payne in the boys. Though. He was also in a, uh, in uh dread as judge dread. Oh yeah. Fuck. <laughs> and oh, in doom. That's a good movie. Yeah. That's I such like a good the movie. New dread movie. That's a good He one. says like five lines in the whole movie. <laughs> and they also bring another, uh, recurring character from pitch black too, right? The, uh, uh the girl, Jack. The girl. Jack and or Kira as she named herself later you know I really respect that she's like it's not Jack anymore it's Kira and he's right. like hey Kira like well they all immediately thought, gets it you they know? all thought it was a little boy in the movie and then it's it's because the kid had a shaved head and then they're like oh shit you're a little girl and then she's like yeah actually my name's Kira <laughs> and then oh, they're shit. like oh okay cool this I mean Riddick is such a I mean I know I said this in the beginning but R- Riddick reminds me so much of like the Conan character. Yeah, he's like, got that he's vibe. Like <laughs> ultimate like survival pragmatist sort of yes. sort of situation where I'm going to hide wait till their numbers thin out and then I'll deal with the problem. He's definitely a planner. Like he had been waiting for the moment for them to escape the prison in crematory. He's like I know exactly what they're going to do. They're not going to agree on the price. And then they're going to fight and we're going to try to escape. And then he goes up there and tells them like what happened to you. I love that moment. Yeah. Cause Tombs is like, how the fuck do you know all this shit? You weren't here. He's like, it was my plan. Like, the, so there's always moments like that. He's definitely waiting on it. He even waits when he's escaping the city. Cause he wants to help his friend. Yeah. He's like, doesn't just leave by himself. And I love the lines from him. Where he's like, are you following me? <laughs> <laughs> he's just like right behind him. He delivers so many lines that are great. I, I love that. He is a self-driven kind of person. Like he's yeah. just like, you, we go at my pace, one pace, my pace, as well as like, I don't know. 
the amount of times he takes his goggles on and off in this movie is fucking incredible. <laughs> I love that everybody wants them too. They're like, I'm going to get these goggles off you. And he fucking kills that dude. <laughs> <laughs> he like licks his finger and puts it on his goggles. Yeah, he's like, squeegee. It's not even a diss. It's just like, it's like one of those things like I licked it. So now it's mine. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, nah, it's totally a diss. I it's like blowing it. smoke in someone's face. <laughs> True. I do also like that after the guy dies, Tombs is like, haha, four way split. Because <laughs> they had got rid of one of the members. Oh, yeah. I was it's like, a yeah, you're a grimy merc. I like this line that he delivers. I'm sure God has tricks, but getting out of places no one else can, that's one of mine. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, yes. Oh my I, God. Uh, that was one of my teenage best. Mitch proves. <laughs> Art thou <laughs> comparing thyself to God, sir? Such <laughs> blasphemy. There, uh, there's that line where, where, like, he kills like one of the better dudes. He's like, "That was my best man." If you, you say, say so. so. Um, I, I absolutely love the Lord Marshall because he's the only one in the movie doing serious acting. Like, he's That's he's true. he's the most serious, believable actor, and he looks so weird. He's like Jeremy Irons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's so into it. He's like, I am the fucking Lord Marshall, and he's really good for it. And then everyone else around him is just doing wacky shit. <laughs> You're like, what is going on in these films? Snake lady. She's okay. Yes. We have to talk about the sexual tension with them in their mo- in their fucking room, where she he straight up smacks the shit out of her, and she's like, finally some attention. And then they make out, and you're like, whoa, what is going on? <laughs> this, in the necro mongers are crazy. They're all about that pain. Yeah, they like they like with their that. gothic homes. How she like? Well, well, the thing is, so they're like about to do yeah. stuff and then she like drops down like she's gonna go down on him but then she appears all slithery like behind him and it's just like 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 i don't know if she's like caressing his shoulders oh my God. and looking all this is literally sneaky. the moment <laughs> also lady. fair to note she has a snakeskin dress on at she that does yeah, she, she, she really she does like they were Dude, just like snake her fucking I mean, outfits are legit she's kind though. of a snake for the whole movie yeah that she's kind she, of just yeah. slithering around with people's to usurp. ears. Like, you oh, should definitely. do this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that moment is downplayed so hard because this is literally when she's like, come on, do it. Why don't you do it? I want you to sit on the throne. I'm literally going to blow you on the throne. And he's like, okay, <laughs> I might go kill this guy. I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> Are you For saying a blow job? that I'll get yeah. a blowjob out of this? Perfect. <laughs> and he's yeah. so down. He's like, yes, I'm uh, down to kill some people for my wife. The simplicity of men. That was so, so great. I loved it. So I couldn't find a stream of this movie anywhere. Really? But I had a director's cut dvd yeah of my dad oh my god and Bro. the dvd menu um it, <laughs> it has an even, intro it doesn't even know it doesn't even go into the movie it has um oh the selection or die oh Jesus. as the, the first selection. oh i know what you're talking about i forgot about yeah. that holy shit so what happens if you convert you go to the menu and if you die i don't remember uh, <laughs> I hope it's like an alternate menu where you get to look at different stuff. And, and we're dead. <laughs> what, bro? What, it's another conspiracy. What's hilarious is they also have like this forty-eight second intro with the director David Tony. Yeah, where he's like, "Hey, this is the director's cut. Check out all this extra shit I dropped in here." Also, if you see a weird cut, that's where we cut the film for theaters. And I was just like, "Yeah." Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I've 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 seen the director's cut so many times. I don't know what they cut out for the original. Um, they just cut out like extra scenes where he's like going into cryostasis, as well as the the sexual tension between him and Tombs's like second in command, the female pilot. Oh, so great. 
And like they're like, because the thing is, when they're in cryostasis, he explains this in the beginning of the movie oh that my like God. I swear, you dude, go into your most primal. As a young teenager, I think that was one of the first moments where I'm like, I'm kind of into buff ladies because <laughs> she is <laughs> ripped. She, she she's hot. so fucking buff, and then she's like, mm, let me go sniff Riddick right now, <laughs> and like get so close. There's to a him. lot of sniffing in this movie. Yo, I know sexual smelling. I was like, damn, he must have smelled rank at that point. It's, like, <laughs> you know, we know what they say. Sex smells. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait, John. John, say the line. Say the line about about Thank you. smelling something. Is it about his wife? Yeah, because he's like standing there. He's like, man, it's been a long time since I smelled beautiful. And I was like, dude, are you like fucking with his wife right now? Like, like he's like wanting to kill you right he's now. Just about like he he would have just like banged your wife right there yeah like, like right well, there honestly, it's the ultimate diss to somebody who's being all totally. high and mighty like yeah i'm the king i'm gonna fight you and beat your ass yeah well, i'm gonna fuck your wife oh my god <laughs> honestly yeah. i do i fucking love that <laughs> that's the great post oh my god stupid meme oh, bullshit anyway yeah, don't, so don't, don't read into that i i love the moment right before that when the purifier comes in and starts telling them you know you should convert and he's like you know we'll take us through the threshold and they're all like they're all brainwashed basically so they're like yeah threshold take us through the threshold and you're like oh fuck <laughs> they're like they're all converted and then he's like no you don't want to convert i'll take your fucking soul then and i was like oh shit and he just rips it out and throws it to the ground and I had a note for that moment. It's true. Because, you know, because somebody rips your soul out does not mean that your body dies. Your soul is a separate entity from your mind and your body. So that dude just kind of died from a shock. Like, bro, that's my Pretty soul. Pretty much. It's getting his soul ripped out. Or at least passed out. I do have to say, this movie did really well with actually diversifying its world. Yeah, the set pieces are incredible. There's a lot of different set pieces. There's a lot of people in this world that exist that's not just like straight up white people everywhere in the universe. Yeah, that was pretty dope too because I remember when they had like a little moment where they're panning across like the little village Yeah, everything's happy. People are going to the market. You see white people, black people, Asian people, Hispanic people. Space Egypt. <laughs> Honestly. Space Egypt. Yeah. yeah, this is great. I, I, love the, I love the joke with the Lord Marshal too is that he's too artful for the job. Even mm. though he's just committing genocide over and over again, they're like, he's just doing it too artfully. Like, what is this shit? What, <laughs> yeah. We need to be more direct about this. And I was well, like, whoa. <laughs> it's, it's pretty intense, too, when they uh, bring Judy Dench's character. It's like, if you tell me where Riddick is, I'll destroy your planet last. <laughs> she's great because she's always dealing in probability. So she's like, yeah, it's a pretty good chance that you might survive. But, you know, there's a chance you won't. You're going to see uh, you're gonna see Underworld soon. <laughs> yeah, mean, exactly. She could also lie. Uh, she is yeah. about statistics. She does not have to tell the truth. Probability, yeah. but she doesn't have to tell the truth. Uh, it is interesting though that the Lord Marshal is actually able to do the things he does because he's one of the only people who did, in fact, get to this place. So he's not preaching something <laughs> fake. Like this is actually a place they can get to and is realistic. But he, he has those powers. You know, he has the powers for it. Where like I don't even know how to explain it. He has like a like an after effect <laughs> or like a I, I don't know what it is. Like he's just able to move really quickly too. Just the CGI. It's different from Jack or Kira's character because it's all yeah. springs with her. Oh, oh right, she yeah. spins so much in this fucking it's so movie. Great. She's on wires all the time. <laughs> I love it. I love when he picks her up and she does like a twist with her knives in her feet and just yeah. takes out all these dudes. It's like, take your wounded and go. Get the fuck out of here. Going back to the idea that we love watching Vin Diesel do stuff. Um, when he has like the two, the two like hand dagger things. Yes, those and are he's great. Just cutting through people. Takes off a dude's awesome. head. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. 
all of the CGI things that are off, like him spinning the dagger in his hand. That's CGI. Like yeah, when I was younger and I saw this movie, I was like, Whoa, he's like spinning a dagger. And then I watched <laughs> it. I'm like, that is not an actual dagger. You got me. <laughs> clever. I love that. Clever folks. For some reason, the lines about that were really specific on numbers got me where he's like, Oh yeah, I think it's a half kilometer heavy on the back end. I'm like, yeah. what? This is dumb. But for some reason, all the other ones hit like, <laughs> no, he's like, he's like what do you think about this knife? Yeah, it does all these fancy moves in his hand. He's like, it's about a gram too heavy in the bag. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck? I do like their exchange where he's like, are you familiar to me? And I'm just like, what the fuck? And he's like gripping the knife with him to see who's stronger. And I was like, you guys are going what? This is like a dick contest, like yeah, dick measuring like, contest right now. I'm but I think Vin Diesel won you. at the end when he just kind of slammed the dagger into his skull and then broke off the handle. <laughs> that clink is way too funny for that moment. Yes. They should not have included that sound. Well, but the Lord Marshall did choose to get killed by him. Because it was either him or or Vako, and he's like Vako's kind of a pussy, so <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather have fucking Riddick be the one to kill yeah, me. Yeah, Vako couldn't do it. No, he oh. I don't know why he hesitated. To be honest, he like raises it first and then brings it down, and well, then he I didn't do it until his wife told him to do it. I think it's because he never really wanted to do it in yeah, the first place. So. He was more under the pressure of his wife, who was honestly the real hero. Plus, he lied. He said that Riddick was dead when actually yeah. he was still yeah. alive. You know, I'm kind of glad that like. He didn't get fucking fucked up after that either. Like uh, Carl Urban's character, like no one was like, dude, you just tried to kill the overlord. It's like, oh, nah. yeah, because they were all like, well, who's going to do it? Uh, this Don't watch the second movie. Don't watch the Chronicles of Riddick 2. It's terrible. Two? Yeah, there's well, there's a there's a follow up to it where he's the ruler. And basically what happens is everyone betrays him. They throw him on a planet and then the movie restarts like it's, I, it's the first one. <laughs> oh, I, I thought there was like. It, to my understanding, there was pitch black. Then there was the animated version of Oh like, Butcher in Bay. In yeah, that's no, that's so a video good. game. Oh wait, yeah, that's the video game. There's another there's one. A, there's an in between animation. Yeah, uh, it, it's supposed to be set before Chronicles. Yeah, and then after that, in 2018 or 19 or something, they came out with Riddick. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, the, it was. It's, it was. It's not very good. Don't I, go and watch. I it. gotta give uh, points to the fucking set design on the Sun World of uh, Crematoria. Jesus oh, Christ! Oh man, that shit was <laughs> anxiety. Okay. Dude, they said it, but see, the thing that bothered me, and I mentioned it, was why didn't they just throw out a crazy number? Like, why aren't they like it's four thousand degrees on the first service? They're like it's seven hundred degrees. And I was like, this doesn't seem right for 700 degrees. Like, there's, like, straight-up volcanoes constantly going right now. This is way more than 700 degrees. I don't know why volcanoes that bothered me so much. Volcanoes have nothing to do with solar radiation. It has to do with the magma underneath the crust. Yeah, people are getting their whole Okay, but the magma is still burn. more than 700 degrees. Yeah. But that's, so in the, that's in the places with magma. I cared about the set design and all <laughs> the pumice, dog. Just oh. seeing all that that entire chase scene where they're trying to get to the hangar. Oh my god! So really, so I I enjoy a lot of this movie because the for some reason the pacing works really well. Like the moments yeah. where you get to sit with him and he chats with people, it like humanizes him in a way that you're like, actually, this guy's pretty dope because he has a lot of the morals that align with your like pragmatic characters who are like, I'm gonna help people who are closest to me. He doesn't like obviously like big government. Everyone's like got a bounty on his head, so he's always gonna help like the underdog people and he never wanted to rule anyway yeah. he just like happened to get into that role and then he realizes at the end that he's the one who gets to rule and he didn't even want it so like you end up cheering for him through the whole movie and that's the thing too he like in the beginning of the movie he's on that ice world yeah uh, it's staying like, away from everybody like just because he, he knows if he's around people that he cares about they're yeah. gonna be in trouble as well it's true uh science fact here for you um <clears throat> 
Magma is usually between 700 degrees to 1,300 degrees Celsius. Ooh. Oh, shit. So those winds, and they never specify Fahrenheit. Yeah, this is true. So we could assume it's like that Celsius. those winds are like pure magma flight around. <laughs> Which is way more scary, actually. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, like when the purifier walks out and he like gets fucking toasted. Yeah, that <laughs> toasty. What's well, one of the first betrayals? Yeah, yeah. One of the first great. betrayals I love in that. the movie. Uh, he's great because he's just like I've been here like the whole time. This is bullshit. He's like, you should go back and kill him, and then just walks out and kills himself. And I was like, okay, what, what, they, what a what, noble what's man. Like, what's his? Uh, what's what's Riddick's race called? They're like the, the, the Furians. The Furians, which is a hilarious they're name. Full of fury. It's actually kind of cool because I like it. I like how it sounds. Yeah, and then also, but now that I'm because it's just he's it's just a little on the nose. Angry. But yeah. I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's like he's a Sumerian. Yeah, <laughs> Riddick. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ragian. Wait, no, the no the I do talking about his name though, the Furians. Yeah. There's that moment I think it was another elemental who came to him in a vision right before he was gonna be like swatted oh, right. by all of them. And she was like, Here is the anger of an entire race. The fury of the Furians. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. I just no. To yeah, I just needed to look at that this one is the, a little. This bit. is like the laying of hands. She like touches him, and then he's like, "Ah!" Just fucking explodes. It explodes with power. <laughs> it's just, and it's also yeah. revealed that like the purifier is also yes. Furian. And like I thought yeah. they were gonna team up. He's, like, I did too. Furian. Yeah. He's, like, he's not half. like a super warrior type, so he was like, "I can't do this, but you can." <laughs> he's like, "You should go fucking kill him. They don't know you're alive." Yeah, I'll just go light myself on fire because that's how that should go. I mean, he was interesting because he works his way up into the ranks and ends up being this like i don't know an order basically where he gets people to try to convert and i think he did it to save himself and to find a way to take over but then he didn't work out because he gets left behind by vodka so he's like you know what i'm not gonna do this shit no more and then talks to riddick for a second i'm tired of being a nazi yeah. But but <laughs> honestly, it's what it felt like to me. But the the scene where they are running over the land to try to beat them to the hangar is such a good like timed piece. Like this is like when you have the the loaded gun thing and like oh you're now on a time limit. This is like running the clock, and that's really what ups people's tension when they're watching the movie because they're being chased by the fucking sun. They have to make it to the hangar, but without getting killed by these guys. Seeing the solar winds yeah. come over the horizon. Oh, that's so great. Dope. And when they're climbing up like the sulfur yeah. wall. Oh my, oh God. my yeah. God. That set is and so And then the good. sun just peeks over the horizon and they're like, oh fuck, we're Starts fucked. Starts roasting they everything. Stay, stay in the shadows. The guy's just like, oh, what's up? So <laughs> Completely uh, I love the mercenaries that had the one dude who just had a really good instinct about things. And he's like, why? Because this guy said it? and they're like yes <laughs> and they go and check and he's right every single time and then he dies what the fuck was his name it was something italian are you, are you talking about the guy who had the wedding ring no 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 no, no. The, the the guy the one of the mercenaries who runs the prison yeah he's the one who's like don't do it bot don't t don't give him the money i have a bad feeling about this guy oh uh, yeah it's not it, i want to say it's donatelli but it's not donatelli it's it's some Italian name. I'll look it up real quick. But but that guy annoyed the shit out of me because like why is he right every single time? And then I did enjoy their little prison scene where they come in and Riddick does his like twisting move to break off yeah. the hanging thing. That was a really that interesting was moment. I I don't even know how you could possibly do that as a real stunt, but someone did it. Some yeah. stunt person did that move. <laughs> bring them up. Yeah. That's I'm going to remember that next strength. time I'm in a captive situation. <laughs> <It's> just like, <laughs> I said that you're strung by a big bungee cord. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm sure it'll hands. happen. I got you know, it, guys. <laughs> knowing my life. Yeah, oh my yeah. God. and then the supervillain comes out and monologues for a long time <laughs> yeah. about how much you're going to be destroyed. 
<laughs> You'll never get me again, Justine. Look, I have you now in my trap. And I'm just <laughs> over here like, You are macarines nothing. <laughs> you are trapped in my trap because I, Mitch, am the greatest. Holy <laughs> shit. Where is this going? <laughs> <laughs> this has gone off the rails. I'm sorry. I'll oh stop. That was, that was a low blow. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't talk about my penis. <laughs> wait, a, wait a second. Well, if y'all weren't yapping, you yeah, if y'all weren't yapping, you would have been immersed in our amazing improv dialogue. Right I know, there. for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They it. don't get us. I know, you don't get art. That's oh my god, we're leaving the podcast. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this is my last episode, guys. I'm resigning. Sorry, Shit. I'm moving on to bigger and better things. Genshin Impact. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Genshin Impact. That's great. Like that next seven hours of sleep I well, need. Right, for real. Yeah. <laughs> did, okay, so wait. There's a lot of like great action scenes in this, but did you guys have a favorite scene? Mm, that's a hard one. It's the teacup kill. Yeah. yeah that's uh, actually that's, pretty that, that's perfect because I love movies that have interesting kills. Like, honestly, in most movies, I'm so desensitized to someone getting, like, shot or stabbed or strangled. I'm like, oh, wow, the person died. That sucks. Anyways, next scene. But, like, when somebody dies in a really interesting way, it's actually memorable. And it makes their death a little more significant because it was entertaining. So, yes, death by teacup. It's everything to us because we're horror fans. And we just, we've seen it all. So, when we see something fucking different, we're like... Hold on, let me rewind that. Yeah, I have never <laughs> seen someone kill someone with a metal teacup. It also it also it also does the trope where if a girl is getting like patted down in prison, she's and she gets her butt grabbed, that person is probably gonna die. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. because yeah, she had the fucking knife in a boot. Yeah, she fucking knifed his cock, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was as great. she should. Yeah, that was Ladies, great. take this as a word of advice. If a guy touches your butt and you don't like him, just knife his dick off. There you go. Yeah, with, with with your boot spikes. With your boot spikes. Get yourself some spurs, mm-hmm. get some hidey little knives mm-hmm. in your in your in your heels and just mm-hmm. pop, pop, pop. Get, get those Heelys to use. <laughs> oh my god, that's it's fucking the next Heelys. generation of Heelys. Shit. Self defense Heelys. Yo, yeah. Yeah. Now one of them has like a taser on the heel. <laughs> oh, taser boots. Wait, that's actually kind of dope. Yeah, why is yeah. that not a thing? Yeah, I don't know. What the fuck? We'll just think Bayonetta had guns in her shoes. Yeah, that's true. God. <laughs> well, speaking of like replica shit, you could also buy the the Riddick knives as well as the, the goggles. There's a guy in I believe in Russia only listing on eBay. He makes his own like 3D printed goggles. And like he, he's like, you need to get the sizing right. Here's my video on how to size your head for Riddick goggles. And they look exactly like the yeah, movies. Yeah, I fucking love that. He made like a model head of Vin Diesel's face and head in the movie and then modeled the goggles to get it right. And I was like, oh, wow. All right. Looks you really committed good. to that. Holy yeah. shit. Um, Did you have a favorite yeah, scene? Yeah, one of my favorite scenes, I think, uh, even though there's a lot of great one-liners, um, is, like, basically the whole invasion of Helion Prime is insane because you get to see, like, what exactly they're fucking with, and, it's like, they have the perfect system for invading a planet and just taking it over in one night. He even mentions that. He's like, we threw aside everything in one night and took over your whole thing. Like, they have these spiked things like the, i don't know it's like a huge monument to the lord marshal that lands all the ships are on it and then they all disperse as they get down and then it's like it's basically like a blitzkrieg attack 
Like, they straight up take over everything. It gives you a good scale. They have, like, big transports. They yeah. have the guy with the staff. Yeah. To just take out blocks. They even, they even have, like, weird modified, like, people and units in them. Like, the, like the guys who have the lenses where yeah. they can see the, the heat signatures on things. That thing was creepy. And they have, like, a remote control attached to them so they can look through the lenses. So, like, they have, like, servitor, basically, things. Like, it reminded me too much of, like, the 40K things where, like, the, their only role is that. Or that like the yeah. really interesting about this movie is these like other people that are yeah. used basically as like tools. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm wondering if they come from a specific race because you have those group of people that basically can read into somebody's thoughts. Oh, that's the great line, take them to the quasi deads. And you're yeah. like, What? <laughs> and then you have the other people that they basically use as a phone. Yeah. yeah. And she makes out with it, which is weird. Yeah. But you know, whatever. <laughs> They're like under like some silk robes or yeah. some some yeah. like veil. And, like, you could see the water ripple as they're talking. So some interesting, like, otherworldly, like, possibly death magic that they're doing. And they're definitely yeah. using death And magic. also the place that they they're live in. necromancers. The, what's it called? The main place is called the Necropolis. Yeah. Which is, like, the coolest name for a place. And they have, like, the giant monuments where they have, like, the idea that they all go through this uh, initiation where they basically get put through, like, really intense pain by having, like, the sides of their neck, like, basically poked into like with a really sharp object and their idea was that they they have it in a throwaway line they're like oh they learn that one pain can lessen another as in like their physical pain is going to be lessened by you know their belief in something else i mean in a sense that's what a lot of people do that end up going down a dark path right they lessen one pain with other pain so an interesting way to assimilate all physical pain um and tell me that all of them were not into bdsm like <laughs> oh yeah what the absolutely. fuck bro look at those outfits all of the all outfits leather. in that movie the fucking leather ba- the straps, yeah black leather the studs the tight form fitting they all wanted to just be shredder yeah <laughs> yes. it's just the shredder oh fan club shredder still has like planet. the dopest outfit in any movie ever shredder had the coolest fucking Teenage outfit Mutant Ninja Turtles. that Teenage was so Ninja great Ninja i love that the, uh, like he takes off his helmet and it's the most japanese dude you've ever seen in an 80s movie and he's fucking shredder i'm like this is the coolest shit i love that movie <laughs> you talk about teenage mutant Ninja Turtles. That's watch out for shredder <laughs> Holy uh, shit. mitch did you have a favorite scene damn you know, I, I really, I actually like the opening scene of this one because it's, you know, Riddick getting chased down. He gets captured. Actually, he doesn't even get captured. He beats all of them up and takes their ship. <laughs> yeah. But and then it's that part when he meets up with them again when it goes full circle. Yeah. Because normally I'd think both those characters are fucked. They're on this yeah. ice planet. They're all by themselves. And then they Sees come him again. back. And he's just like, I was wondering when you'd show up. Yeah. He really, he's like, yeah, <laughs> what, what took you so long? long? Yeah, there you go. Let me guess. Yeah. Five man group this time. Um, <laughs> yeah, you guys pretty much took all the other scenes that I really liked. Hot, the hot planet was really cool. What's that? Not Helio. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, crematoria. crematoria. <laughs> yeah, crematoria. Yeah. Oh my god. I think my favorite line is like the the throwback line to like the Blade Runner scene with the dude on the rooftop oh, when the purifier god, kills himself. Dude. <laughs> Honestly, uh, his line is, "I've done unbelievable things in the name of a faith that was never my own." Which was not in the script. Yeah, uh, improv is improv, which is a great improv moment. I know for real. And then just, just walks out. Yeah, he, he looks, walks out and burns like for God. like five minutes. And just like crumbled into it. He even looked like the guy from Blade Runner. Yeah, that's what he looked like. I don't <laughs> with his, his name. blonde close cut hair. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, this is this is Blade Runner, man. This is sweet. I love that. That just made me think of the of the Blade Runner scene when he's like the guy the the uh, Roy Batty when he's explaining how he's kind of just bored. 
he's like, this is kind of lame. He's like, I thought living life would be awesome. And it turns out it's really not. And he's like, this oh. is just pain and sadness. And then you're like, oh, no. <laughs> and he fucking kills him. And you're like, oh, shit. Is this my life? Yeah. That was, <laughs> I was like, that was always the thing they got at with, with the, I keep forgetting what they're called. They're not synthetics. They're, um, what are they called in Blade Runner? The, the, the. Oh, yeah. the replicants. The replicants. Replicants. That's what it is. The, the Nexus Six. Yeah. Seven. The the new the the older replicants because they try to make them as human as possible. They had like there's human suffering, so they were like, "This is awful. Like, I don't want to exist anymore." Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, "Oh my god." What if I gave my Apple computer sadness? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Jeez. And that always is a running theme in in AI in sci like in sci-fi. They're like, you can't make them too human, or else they're gonna get too you know, sad. That was something too. Usually in big like bombastic. Uh, sci-fi things you have a lot of robots or like technology there's like none and there was also none in the the movie we talked about previously like titan ae it's all human uh and like alien somewhat like plot driven right stories there's no like robots there's no that's ai true. the most like advanced technology you get is obviously the spaceships and then the interesting weapons mostly just like the suicide bomber weapon otherwise they're using knives and like hammers hammers <laughs> they put a lot of uh a lot of interesting importance on the idea that they were physically strong they're kind of mm. like romans yeah, yeah that's fair they were very much deciding I, it yeah, in those moments very spartan yeah they were able to do like basically martial combat most of the time and if they could do that then they considered them strong and then like like the dude's running around with a knife in his back half the time yeah. <laughs> and he's just like he's he's so funny because he just grunts anywhere he's going and he's just like he's like climbing the ladder he's like <laughs> he's like because <laughs> he's so fucking big <laughs> i also love keith david's line during that scene where yeah. he's like my people believe oh, in an afterlife i don't think there's one for you yeah basically he's like fuck you guy <laughs> what are you gonna do and then he tosses him off the top and you're like yo well john it is your birthday episode. What do you rate this film that you've seen over 50 oh times? Oh my God. I, I still, I really still cannot like even watching it after so many years and being like trying to be as critical as I can about it. I still really enjoy it. This is like a 10 out of 10 for me. Ooh, like there really isn't, wee. there really isn't anything in it where I'm like, this is kind of dumb. It's just like minuscule things where I'm just like, that seems kind of odd. Like, why would you do it this way? But I mean, it's a completely original world that they've created. Like you don't really know of anything kind of like this. And they took from a lot of cool Gothic ideas that include like, you know, what happens when you die and like what's going to be after that. Like they were very much obsessed with this alternate underverse idea that they had that they weren't going to just uh, live their life. They were going to die and then go somewhere that was even cooler. And right. like he was going to go with them. So like just the whole concept of that. And then I absolutely love movies that don't take themselves too seriously. And this is what they do when they make all those one-liners that are just like, look how cool I am. No, look how cool I am. And they keep doing these one-liners back to each other. And I bet half of them were improv. Like they were oh, probably yeah. just saying some dumb shit and they're like, we're keeping that in because that's fucking great. So I had a lot of fun. People, you can tell people who made this had a lot of fun making it. And that's this usually what makes a lot of people watching it have a lot of fun. Same way like we liked um, One Cut of the Dead. Like yeah. people, yeah. you could tell they had a lot of fun making it. And so everyone in it, it's like, I love being in this movie. This is a lot of fun. I want to give this a nine because I think this is absolutely a fantastic movie. But honestly, the humor was my only gripe with this movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I love well-placed humor and I love having serious moments broken. But I feel like the amount of humor and the amount of seriousness in this movie made it a little confusing about how exactly they wanted this movie to be taken. Like the tone. Yeah. That's fair. How are you supposed to feel when you watch this? Right. Of course, you make your own decisions when you're watching a film. But 
I feel like for stylistic purposes, it's usually good to specify, like, if there's humorous moments, they should really be, like, a thing rather than just a few throwaway lines. If you're going to have a very serious movie and then some, some humor, some humor, just got to keep it light. That's a but thing. it's still a great fucking movie. Yeah, like, the, uh, the main character, he's hamming it up. Yeah. And Vin Diesel's just having a walk in the park. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Definitely. Got to take the shades off. Oh, he's putting them down. So I'm going to give Chronicles of Riddick a seven. <laughs> oh. Now here's the reason why. I feel like the pacing on this movie could have been a lot better. I think there's some time that screen time is definitely used for boring ass shit. When I want to get to Vin Diesel cutting through necromongers, I want to get to Vin Diesel doing things. I want to get to more Vin Diesel doing more stuff. That's what I want to get to. And at times there's a little bit too much time that's like, the ship is flying. <laughs> like, or, or now we're on yeah. this prison world for the half of this movie. Like, and That's I, and fair. I, and I kind of got over that at a certain point. But I love the set design. I love the outfits and everything. The one-liners are great. And they're usually pretty hilarious and also like very cheesy and campy. And I think that's like what makes this movie good. But also I'm coming from... Being a big Pitch Black, like I really like that movie. Yeah, Pitch Black is a really and good movie so, too. So, and coming from Pitch Black and then seeing this, I just I think Pitch Black. Oh, they don't they don't match at all. Pitch no. Black is a really serious movie. Yeah, it like, is. They're definitely. serious sci-fi thriller movie. Yeah, and that might be and that might be yeah. what it is. And I just That's like fair. I just like am missing that aspect of it, like the seriousness. But I also understand why people like it. But I'm still saying seven because I'm sticking <laughs> to my principles. All right, all as right. you should stand your ground, Mitch. Yeah. So. <laughs> die I, on this hill. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bronson. I'm ready to die on this <laughs> hill. <laughs> I love that. That was the best <laughs> intro. Um, so I never saw Pitch Black. And I knew that my family, they like watched all the Riddick movies, especially my mom and dad. I mean, we have the DVD, you know? So it's always something that's been in the back of my mind. Like, oh yeah, Vin Diesel plays like a super crazy action hero. So I was like in this with uh, open mind for just dumb shit. And what I got was dumb shit and great one-liners, amazing set design and pieces. I'm going to give this a 9.5. I think yes. I think this movie is fucking hilarious and fun, and it makes me want to watch it again with friends. Yeah. Not only that, but it makes me want to watch the other Riddick movies. And it might be because I didn't see Pitch Black first. Oh, my God. I don't have that Oh, bias, yeah. Go watch know? Pitch Black. What a great movie and a good concept as well. And it's just it delivers on the same action you saw on this one. It also you get sets to see up Riddick's character really yeah. well too. It That's really the thing. sets him up. This movie made me care about the character of Riddick. And I <laughs> yeah. wanna see where it goes or where it was. Uh if you watch the second one after this, or the third movie I guess technically, uh don't expect too much. That's fine. The action is still cool though. I mean it's like it's made like so many years later. This is the cream de la crop for early two thousands. Yeah, this is, this okay, is yeah. true. Um I also really liked their musical score, which is just like music made for the movie. And so they, they no had like new metal? They did not have new metal in this movie. <laughs> no. Yeah. They they made their own score and made it like a like your your traditional like um string instruments. <laughs> like sci fi symphony music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Egyptian sitars. Yeah, the, the, you the know, they had they had everything to match up. <laughs> they they had composers to come in and right. do the music for them, which is a good call. But yeah, but comparing this to other like two thousand movies that come out in like yeah. two thousand four, this is like full this fucking kicks its ass. Yeah. This, this was like a fucking peak for 2004 for i also sure. first saw this in theaters which is a great experience oh, man. <laughs> I, was, I, I think my dad brought me to take it or took me to see it and then uh 
I remember watching it a few times in the theaters, and then I just I ended up hey, getting the DVD for that's it. That's kind of cute because for Mer's birthday episode, oh right, yeah, he chose the movie because he watched it with his dad, oh. and you watched oh. this movie with your dad. Wow. Wow. Oh. You want a hug now, John? Oh. Yeah, hugs, you guys should hug. Oh, they're hugging. Oh, this is true. A lot, a lot of good moments of watching films with my dad. He's he actually sat through like all of the Lord of the Rings movies to watch the newest one when it came out, which is nuts to me. Like we really sat in the theater, watched one and two, then had like an hour intermission, and then sat through the third one. And I'm just like, I don't know how he did it. Like that sounds like a blast. <laughs> that's a commitment. Yeah. And I remember sitting in the theater just being stoked for when the third movie came out and just watching all of them the same day was crazy cool when the when the like a 12 hour yeah day, it's like your whole day like your yeah, whole day gets taken aside for that and it was it was a lot of fun i remember sitting next to some girl who had like some weird cat eye like contacts <laughs> and like <laughs> was just telling me all this shit about lord of the rings i didn't know because i was i was like 12 or something like that when those movies came out yeah, the similarillion and um, <laughs> gal galad and uh, like you're like gil glad who the fuck is this? <laughs> But yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah. So this is on the heavy, heavy side of fucking sci-fi epics. Oh yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's a lot of. You'll enjoy it. Go and and you should watch it with friends. Yeah, go and watch it with a group of people. It's always worth it to do that. (laughs) This is a Friday night get together. Get your beer, get your pizza, and watch a fucking (laughs) kind of movie. All right. Well, does anyone want to take us out today? Go for it. You're so good at it, Mer. Honestly. So, wait, I got you. I got you. So, (laughs) we are bringing down the Grindhouse, a podcast where we discuss horror in media. And, uh, you know, you should check out our social medias. We're on uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. That's about it. Um, From there, we've got merch. Wait. Merch. Yeah, merch. We've got t shirts (laughs) and hats on Teespring. Check them out. We have links to all this on Facebook and Instagram. And also the website, I think, that is still up. Right, John? Yes. And on the <laughs> website. So as well as we have one other thing, which is the Patreon. You can give us $2 a month. $2. And you get to be our best friend. You get to be our best friend. That's the first thing. And then also you get to send in recommendations for other horror media that you'd like us to review. Whether that be comics, movies short stories video games whatever you can think of if you have that request we'll have it into heavy consideration keyword consideration yeah keyword consideration you know we have only so much time yeah and that's about it fuck yeah yeah. I'm Mitch I'm Murr I'm Justine and I'm Jonathan thank you we love you wait John did you see (laughs) 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 